Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'm your host, Lee Greenwood, and I'd like to say welcome to this episode. If you guys haven't subscribed, it'd be great if you could. We'll give you updates of when our new episodes come out, where we're doing one episode a week, giving you some interesting tips some tricks and having some really cool chats with some people in the rope access industry. So yeah, definitely press that subscribe button. This week, we're going to have a little chat about logbooks. What you need to do with your logbook, how it should be filled out, making sure you don't end up with any errors happening when you turn up for that assessment. As many of you know, I'm an Arada guy, been doing that for a long time, so I'll be chatting about the Arada logbook. That's my area of expertise. But from what I can see with other associations, they also have a similar system. So it may be relevant, but definitely check with those guys to see if it is uh, correct and up-to-date information. So as most of you know, you passed your level one. At some stage, a little while after that, you'll be sent a certificate to put up on the wall uh, next to your 50-meter swim badge at your mum's house, um, an ID card and a, uh, a logbook. So you've turned up on your first project you're going to need to be filling out that logbook. The maximum amount of time you can have in an entry is 14 days, so two weeks. If the job's running longer than that, you need to get your logbook signed off every couple of weeks and all the information put in there. But let's say that you're doing just a one-day job. That'll sort of make it easier for everybody to follow along. So you're finished at the end of the day. You write in the date that you, uh, you were there on the project. That goes in there. And then you write the uh, location. So you've completed the date in there. Next thing you need to look at is the employing company and the type of work that you've been doing. So you've got the employing company, name of the company that you were working for. And then the next box over has details of tasks being undertaken. This is the type of work that you were doing. So you may have been painting, you could have been doing inspection work, could have been doing window cleaning, could have been working on a wind turbine. So put the type of work you're doing and also the type of techniques you were using, if you were doing rope to rope transfers or you were aid climbing, put that information in there. Don't forget that the logbook is definitely a CV for you working out there. So it tells new employers the type of work you've done, what techniques you've been using over the time of your career. Next to that, you've got the location. Don't just write the city in there, obviously an address. If you've got an address or the platform that you're working on or the wind farm that you're working on, put that in there. And then over from there, there's uh, three little boxes uh, for the hours, hours worked. And if it's less than uh, 10, obviously you would fill in the far right of those three boxes. And then in the other two, you would put the crosses in there. So it's uh, marked on there correctly um, how many hours you've done. Another piece of information that goes into the logbook is the maximum height worked. So if you're working on a tall building, you know, you're putting the height of that. If you're just working, you know, 10 metres from the floor, that will go in there. This is also a good indicator for employers letting them know what type of work you've done and what sort of height you worked at. They're not going to go and put you in an exposed area straight off without you having worked in those areas before. And then we've got the uh, supervisor's signature. This is always the, uh, the big one that we get asked about. Uh, who can sign a logbook, who should sign a logbook, what's the story with that. Ideally, you'll be working for an IRATA member company and you will have an IRATA Level 3 supervisor working with you on that project and he can sign that job off at the end of the day and he will put on there his name, 
his signature and his ORATA number. So then if uh, anybody needs to do any checks, uh, another ORATA member company can have access to the online system which will give the details of that individual. They don't have to put any contact details in there unless they want to, but that's ideally who's signing off your logbook. If you're not working for an ORATA member company, there's a lot of techs out there that do have an ORATA ticket but aren't working for an ORATA member company. You need to get your supervisor to sign it off. Putting some uh, some details in there. Putting a contact number in there may help just so uh, that person can be contacted if required. If you are the supervisor, this is another area we get asked about. If you are the level three who's uh, running the project, who signs your logbook? You can sign it yourself. According to the ORAT documentation, it says that you can sign it, but it's recommended that you get it countersigned by some sort of management um, supervisor of the uh, of the job, the project manager, anybody like that will be the person that you can get to sign onto your logbook. When you get to the bottom of the page with your logbook, it has a running total uh, for that page, so you can total up what's on that page. And then any previous pages they can be added below that, and so you get this running total. As most of you will be aware, you need to gain a minimum of a 1,000 hours to make sure that you've uh, you've done your 1,000 hours. And from level 1 to level 2, and then level 2 to level 3, you need a minimum of 12 months between those courses. So you pass your IRADA level 1, you then undertake a minimum of 1,000 hours and a minimum of a 12-month period, and then you could go for your level 2 qualification and the same from level two to level three, thousand hours and a minimum of 12 months. One big thing here uh, for everybody out there, if your ticket has expired, so your qualification is good for three years, if your ticket has expired, you cannot upgrade. So if you're level two and your level two qualifications expired, you cannot be assessed for or trained or assessed for level three. You have to reset your current level before you can do that. So my big piece of advice here, don't let your ticket expire. Make sure you're aware of the date. Ideally, don't leave it till the last minute. There might not be spaces available on courses where you want to go and do the course. And then you end up having to do your level two and then jump through another few hoops and then go for your level three. So yeah, definitely avoid that. One other question we get asked about with the qualification with uh, level threes who are revalidating there's lots of uh, rumours out there saying that you're allowed to wait six months. You can still work as a level three, even though your ticket's expired. None of those claims are true. So once your qualification has expired, whether you're level one, a level two or a level three, you are no longer a certified IRATA technician. If you're not working on the ropes and it has expired, let's say you're an IRATA level three and you've been moved away from the industry for a little while, you do have up to 24 months um, to come back in. There's a few hoops at various times along that 24-month period of doing evaluation days and things like that, but you don't instantly have to go back to be a level one or anything like that. So once your ticket's expired, you can revalidate at that level three level up to 24 months from when it expired. And then after that 24 months, you come back in as a level two. So hopefully that answers a few of those questions. Big thing for me, everybody out there, is uh, make sure you fill your logbook out. You know, chasing signatures on uh, on the week that you're doing a course and trying to get people to sign off your logbook just so you can upgrade is uh, stressful for all parties involved. Assessors get a little bit upset if people are turning up with logbooks not completed properly. 
and then lots of excuses why it wasn't done. So my advice, keep it uh, nicely up to date and, uh, and on track. And also the last little tip here, when you get to the bottom of a page, just take a photo of it, put it on the cloud, put it on your phone somewhere, have a little folder for it. So if you do lose that logbook for any reason, you, uh, you can then pull that information up. You can request a new logbook from IRATA, can be done via the website. And then you can uh, get that uh, information uh, verified and then put in there. So we've got evidence that that, uh, that was the uh, hours that you had. So yeah, I hope that all makes sense and a uh, bit of an insight into playing around with the logbooks. But anyway, for now, stay safe. I'll see you soon. Cheers. Cheers.